This week on Homo Superior. Question. Truly. What have the Avengers done for you lately? For me <laughs> lately. Um, what does that I mean? I don't know. Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. <laughs> Welcome to Homo Superior, the only place where you can swap viral loads with Daddy Cable. Issue 259, I'm Kaylin. I'm Brian. <laughs> I'm Adam. Jesus. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, Homo Superior continues its spoopsy season with Spoopsy November. That doesn't mean anything for you, other than that we say the word spooky slightly more. Uh, we continue reviewing a show that's been off the air for over three decades. That's right. It's the start of season two of X-Men, the animated series. Clark has Agatha news chodes. He also says some other things are happening, but we'll see. There's a comic. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a comic or two, probably. And uh, Ryan plugs us up. Uh, but first, uh, before we get into stuff, let's get into some housekeeping. Kaylin, I know you're... A ball of stress uh, from our current. I'm a speed ball crisis. of stress. A speed ball. What's of stress. what's happening? What's a what's a midterm? We're not going to talk about that. But little homos, I want to make sure you're registered to vote. You got a plan to vote, or you may have already voted if you did early voting Good or absentee you, or early voting. But I election did. It's day, very easy. If I can, I've vote never voted. <laughs> You've never voted? No. Oh, Clark. that's not true. That's a lie. You don't know. I no, I do know. <laughs> no, you don't. I Clark. can see into your soul. You voted, <laughs> or into the voter registries. Anyway, yeah, election that, day is November eighth. Go vote if you haven't already voted. Yeah, I think Senator Kelly is up. I was just about to really say, vote for him. Yeah, enough of this mutant registration act. Do the voter registration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's do some MCU next TV. Oh, yeah, it's our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of MCU Disney Plus TV shows while we digest entire seasons. We're actually recapping season two of <laughs> X-Men, the animated series. Season two, episode one, Till Death Do Us Part, part one of two, of two, of one, yes. of one, two, three. Till Death Do Us Part, part one. <laughs> Morph is back, and this time he's got bags under his eyes. They say there are, <laughs> they say there are no small parts until Morph shapes into them. This makes me sad that Morph's not going to look like this in the updated <laughs> series. They're just going to be his white gl- gloopy self from the... Do you mean strung out? Yeah, I want to see strung out more yeah. of an Emotional time. and physical baggage. Yeah. Well, I know it's we don't see this in this episode, but it's because he's got that weird fucking caterpillar in his brain or whatever every time, right? Don't they just like drop acid into the back of his remember. neck? And it sucks out all the, the, the moisture toxins. out of under his eyes? Yeah, it's like, like a reverse L'Oreal. Yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't see jaundice. that on He literally has jaundice. He looks like shit. All right, well, enough about Did you about know him. that I was born with a little bit of jaundice and I had to be in an incubator for like uh, two days? I do now. They said <laughs> classic morph scenario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of this episode? So it's interesting that they married off Scott and Gene before the comics. I didn't even think about that because this was premiered oh, wow. in fall of 93 and then they got married in the comics in January of 94. So I was like, oh, all right, animated series. Very forecast. Yeah. I mean, the, the cliffhanger, well, not cliffhanger, but the very last seconds, they were like, you want to get married? Okay, great. So it, it oh, was in the first it episode, was the first season. Like, yeah. yeah, it was At a shotgun end. wedding. It, yeah, Is Gene pregnant? Two, it was actually going to be one of my trivia questions for the segment later, but okay. technically... Mm-hmm. They don't get married this season, if you remember. Uh, uh, I don't. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to find out what that means. Um, okay, so Wolverine was in his full groomsman outfit, but then still didn't go to the wedding. He was fighting in the danger room in his groomsman outfit. Yeah. So he That's still, how he celebrated he the wedding. He still got, got dressed, went there, and then... They were like, why, did he, why didn't you make it? And he said, I couldn't make it. Don't you remember when all four of us just started beating the shit out of each other and random plastic bottles while Brent was getting married? Yeah. I, you know, I do. Because all of us wanted to marry Tristan? Yes. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. The likelihood that a group of people like loses track of time and doesn't show up at the wedding seems higher than one person who's dressed for the wedding mm-hmm. getting in a fight with uh, an artificial intelligence in order to get over his pent-up sexual repression about the bride it has very incel energy like yes oh i if if gene only knew i loved her then yeah. this it's wedding wouldn't very work. love actually it's yeah. like that scene but it's 10 years before love actually i did have i think <laughs> weird as a, i think as a kid i always hated wolverine anyway like i was always pro cyclops just because like i don't i'm not even that big of a rule follower but it's like the boy scout uh but what's funny to me is where you're watching this episode i am like wolverine Pull back, literally, like fuck you. Yeah. Relax yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. In the she comics, I feel Scott. like Cyclops treats him a little like shit sometimes because he's such a not shit, but like he's yeah. such a rebellious sort that like he has to in reel line. him in. And this one, he's just straight up a dick. Cyclops <laughs> is really doing nothing to him. And what the first episode, he, uh, Wolverine calls him Bud. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, what the fuck is happening, you freak? And then he made him a convertible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now he's just beating the shit out of yeah. He did. Uh, I want to talk about the first appearance of a one Vicky Van Dump in this episode. Because she <laughs> yeah, was... You, you brought this up. Where was is that? Where that was green? She the was green the woman? waitress. She was the server who had like, the oh. glasses and like the auburn hair. And talk like this. Oh, wait. Was she the one that was like, you know the president? Yes. Do you oh know God. the president? That's you, baby. That's Vicky Van Dump. That is her. What's Wherever Adam's she name is. Or, or, Character. I, I don't. I think she was unnamed. God, oh, God Kiana. bless that voice actress. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kiana was that weird monster person who. Smashed <laughs> 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 so mean. I do love like just such a funny thing that someone could dress up in a costume somehow break a fucking yeah. wall open and that, then just throw. Who shit. was that man? Well, while we're talking about nameless extras, yeah. um, the Reverend was pretty macabre. Oh, that, that Scott goes. Oh. Hey, uh, you want to stick around for the reception? And he goes. Ah, I've got promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep. Are, like you gonna kill and are you going to Are you going to kill yourself? Yeah. Cyclops repeated that as though it was a normal thing for a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, we don't got miles. Yeah, miles to go. We yeah. Don't, we don't normally go around quoting Robert Frost at each other and oh then just like pieces. God. It's weird in that same scene though when they're talking. There, it's Storm. The animation's weird, so Storm just looks like she's running at full speed <laughs> to get away from him. So even she's like, "What the fuck is this guy's problem?" Uh, oh, yeah. It's more poetry. <laughs> Speaking of Storm, she's my favorite fucking character. She obviously. is. She is. Yeah. This bitch could have easily flew two seconds away from all of the gunfire that was being the laser guns no. that the police were shooting. Oh yeah. No, and no, no. Because the weather is everywhere. She the she just sort of floated as an animation cell for two seconds and got hit by a beam. <laughs> They it, ran out of the budget. They got to do Dark Phoenix Saga this season, so they had to spend all that money that. there. She also gave this gem. Wolverine, if there's indeed a new conspiracy to turn the public against mutants, we must work to unmask it, <laughs> not aid in the climate of violence. And Wolverine says, 
Climates are your department store. <laughs> Unmasking is mine. Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> the fuck? Oh. They really shoehorn away for him to get a pun in. Yeah. And he does it twice, too. It's quite odd. No. He says that exact same I pun. Yeah. Morgan. No. Uh, Morgan. <laughs> Morph really fucks them over. He like, does a good one, job. Mystique one changeling, like, the amount of damage that he did in one night is impressive. Yeah. Well, I love when, like, Gambit goes to kiss Rogue. Amazing. And and then, of course, you know, passes out, you know, the energy gets sucked out of him. Yeah. And Rogue is like, I can't stop doing this! <laughs> and then just like... She's like throwing mugs that are like she, charged so up. So stop picking things up. Yeah, Especially a ceramic <laughs> mug that's going to explode and throw <laughs> daggers everywhere. Right. I also think he deserved that because oh. she was asleep. And he's just trying to kiss her. Uh, but he thought that was a that was a a, 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 not a scam. But yeah, sexy. because he just she had just touched him. 45 seconds ago. Yeah. But like, it's, it's not like she's like, hey, sugar, I'm going to be sleeping in the <laughs> yeah, room that I'm in. And don't try to wake me and see if you can pick up from she where said, we left off. Let's do it she, Cajun she, style. She has a she, sleeping beauty fetish. Just yeah. And also, she slept like a crazy person, like completely <laughs> like, propped up yeah. and on her side. It was but, that's how I sleep. But props, <laughs> props to Morph for committing to the roles, oh, yeah. for yeah. getting down the voices right. Uh, and Though, for playing to, people off of each other, well, great. Wonderful He's just like, rest. you know how I'm gonna get that dumb gumbo fuck? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna whip my glove off and touch his cheekbone. Rogues, uh, morphs, rogues, rogues, fuck me vibes. <laughs> Romeo were pretty well animated. They say they didn't have any money to <laughs> animate Storm flying, but they sure did have a ton of expression in Morph Rogue's body. That was like, come fuck this bitch. <laughs> I, I, I wish, I, I wish Gambit got really into like just fucking Rogue like there. All right, they should have like, had real, to have. Should have like making out with her hard. And oh gross. my god! Would Morph, kinda, have, would Morph have backed off? I don't think so. He's kind of bisexual too, because he kind of like makes out with her. That's very, yeah. Yeah. that's very sitcom. We energy. always kiss the bridesmaids too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we, we kiss the bride we kiss the bridesmaid <laughs> he's really in the kiss swamp the kiss we kiss the grits k- kiss, kiss the, the groom, groom. We touch the groom kiss dick. the reverend he's got miles to take before he sleeps <laughs> miles to take you when, dumb bitch when Magneto Morph uh, says bon voyage <laughs> on the subtitles it just says speaking French <laughs> <laughs> as if we're like what is it like, I think it means good something my favorite part too is you literally have fucking Cerebro which can detect mutants yes. and he just goes Magneto is that you where are you oh I'll come to see you oh I won't God, check you he's the crypt keeper yeah. Yeah. he goes uh, I'll send you the coordinates and Jubilee goes that's an Antarctica <laughs> like immediately knows all <laughs> coordinates she's really good it at geography Jubilee right? yeah, is it, a real it was, smarter Ryan it's because it was zero zero <laughs> <laughs> Jubilee was cockbugging up a storm in this episode she don't know what did y'all fucking chili rat <laughs> chili, <laughs> chili, chili rat does a chili rat eat mole fries <laughs> <laughs> What did you guys think of Mr. Sinister's actual first appearance? Not just the a lot, voice. A lot more greenery around him than I was expecting. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. He lo- he's a like, plant dad. Got, like lots of vines. I don't yeah. remember his voice like that. Yeah. I don't either. Oh, yeah. the, like metallic Do they sound? change it up? I don't remember. No, he's well, always had that like heavy metallic. Like, I thought it was higher pitch. It was definitely 
more like gay at the end of season one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. Oh, well, you're much right. More... They might have recast. Yeah, it was. It was definitely very world. like queer coded. We'll find end. out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like, oh. I'm going to ruin this heterosexual marriage. <laughs> if I can't get <laughs> married, no Paul one Lind? can. Yes. Oh, 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 time to make some clones of myself. Oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, I think we'll find out what's happening to them next week. And what part of the parts <laughs> will that part <laughs> But most importantly, I joined us for the Death Twist part, part two of two of X-Men season two of the part ones of the episode twos. Most importantly, though, in case you missed it, this week marked the 30th, yes, 3-0, you're old as fuck, 30th anniversary of the original premiere of X-Men the Animated Series. Um, weirdly enough, it didn't, it actually went on hiatus for a couple months and then really came back in January but let's just use the fun premiere premiere event on Halloween in 1992. In honor of that celebration, I've prepared some extreme trivia oh, questions. Which voice actor had the opportunity to actually play their role in a live action movie? You could just name the character, not the voice actor. Well, I know both. Gambit? Okay. That's a good guess. Um, yeah, if you know the answer, don't really show I'm that. guessing. Rogue. Yeah, Rogue. Rogue. Oh, I'm, I'm freeballing. Lenore yeah. Zahn. I was going to say Rogue, yeah. All right. Kalen, any guesses? Storm. Unfortunately, it was David Hemblin who played the voice of Magneto. He was offered the chance to play Magneto in the X-Men live-action movie, but he wanted the role. He had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts with his show, Earth Final Conflict. My favorite. Poor, <laughs> poor David I now. Know. And then they had to bring in second stringer Ian, <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> Shakespearean All those people that had like uh, like big old moles on them. Not moles, sure. but like I blemishes. Think so. And then they all were making out with each other and... That's like every sci-fi yeah, yeah, show but, from the but, late but, 90s. Like, they all were on Earth, and they were all doing things. Uh, we could have had this as Magneto. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he really that. does look he it. Does, yeah, the yeah, voice is perfect. It's not, it's not, not a bad been like, look. oh, good. That guy is cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why did the last six episodes look so wildly different and had somehow earlier than the original 70s? Well, let's not blame an entire country. Uh, but <laughs> well, the, it's Bandai. But. Well, yeah, they changed uh, animation studios. Uh, it was originally a Japanese studio, and then they went to a Korean studio. Which you can uh, really tell. Band I wanted it's to save. Any other learning. thoughts, answers, and ideas? Sorry, is this the actual last six episodes of the Correct. entire show? Yes. It just looked like muddy shit. I think they ran out of budget, and Crayola yeah. uh, wanted to give a sponsorship. Yeah. So good, good one. you're sort of right, <laughs> but you're Crayola. all sort of wrong. Uh, because actually, Crayola? the show changed multiple animation studios over the course of the seasons. But... Cindy Awanter, an executive at Fox, had originally planned on ending the series with Beyond Good and Evil, parts one through four. They wanted that big bang, big finale. Oh, yeah. And then apparently, um, they Fox asked for more episodes. And because Marvel was already in the process, or Fox, and they were already in the process of bankruptcy, mm. they were like, we can't do anything. So Saban actually picked it up. And then that's why they found a really shitty studio to uh, finish it. And that's why you got graduation at the end. Well, what's funny is, so the spin at the time with Marvel was like, well, you got to remember, like, the first four seasons are more of a Jim Lee style. And season five is a Joe Matarera style. And I remember as a kid being excited and I watched it. I was like, <laughs> no, this is just bad. It's yeah. it's worse. People did try to pitch that. Didn't they, yeah. Didn't they introduce, like, Feral for real in that chunk? Or was it yeah. Will Spain? One of the, no, not Will Spain. Will Spain Feral, was, right? was for the X-Factor yeah, 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 episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What plot Cold line designs? did animated series inspire for the comics? <clears throat> The no country for old men. <laughs> wait, wait, what? What 
what plot line did X Men and the, the animated series inspire? Dawn for of the X uh, onslaught. Okay, onslaught. I don't. Any other guesses? I can't think of something that the friendship saga worked the other way. I don't know. I was just uh, going to uh, say that weird one. X Men and the No Conflict. All right. I was going to say all the weird stuff with Baby and Cortez later, and um, what's his name? Big old, big old bottom, white, big old white Nimrod. monster guy. That was Moby Dick, the whale. No, 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 no. Mendigo? I don't know. Oh. He was a Morlock, then he got big. What's his oh, name? Oh, Caliban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Caliban yeah. stuff yeah. later as well. After flying to Los Angeles for story meetings for the series, X-Men group editor Bob Harris heard about It's a Wonderful Life type of story in which Bishop and Shard <gasps> travel to an apocalyptic alternative world where Charles Xavier died called One's Man's Worth. Stop. Harris liked the story so much, he decided to adapt the idea into a comics as a major storyline. My favorite, Age of Apocalypse. Oh, wow. and then they quickly killed off Shard. Mm-hmm. So it's right. So X Men and the No Conflict was wrong. <laughs> yes, but okay. although they did do that stuff, I said. Which villain had such a complicated design for the animators they could not do a three sixty degree turn when animating him? Um, Mojo, Omega Red. Any other guesses? They already said Mojo, so I'm gonna say um, Apocalypse. Yeah, I think they tried to do Mystique, Mystique and in the middle of a transformation, and that was too much. You're all wrong. What it was, was it? sinister because he had those tassels. Oh, the tassels! Tassels, bassels, fassels, assholes. What <laughs> other medium can you hear many of the Toronto theater scene voice actors from the show reprising their characters? A one-woman play starring Mystique. I no. don't know McDonald's ads. They're all actually being their characters. Yeah, that's good. Good. I actually don't think pizza, they ever casted pe- the actual people to stop no. Pizza Hut. The Pizza Hut. No. Many of the voice actors from this show also voiced many X Men characters when they appeared in the various Capcom Marvel video oh. games. Oh. I'm gonna take you Which for was like a, a surprise ride. for me because I was like. I guess I could kind of hear Lenore Zahn saying "Howdy, sugar," but like it still <laughs> yeah. they sounded like very graph graphical. Um, which character was originally not going to be part of the main cast and only a recurring character? Beast. Beast. Yeah. Is it uh, Wolverine? Consider Beast was not even in the fucking show. Yeah. yeah. There Beast you go. Two. That's three right for you guys. Brent, you're a fucking idiot. What? Hey, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, Wolverine, the least popular. Uh, if everyone agreed. Uh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> They uh, no, he wasn't supposed to be part of it. When they finished production on the first thirteen episodes, they were like, Let's "He do got it. too much." Hey, as, as the as the beast of this podcast, <laughs> and that what's funny is I should have looked ahead of what final questions I had. And true or false, Scott and Gene were married on the cartoon earlier than in the comics. Well, I guess false. Now that you corrected it was, me, it really was a trick question. So while Cyclops and Gene almost get married in season two of Till Death Do Us Part Part One Part One, which aired a year earlier. Before they got married in the comics, the animated couple didn't get married until X-Men uh, Beyond Good and Evil Part 1 in 1995. Oh. Um, so well, all right, Game Master. Is it the same dress from the comics, too, or what? Did, is it the same look? Does it look the same? Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Is it sort of the same? Uh, well, they designed... The, I remember the... Uh, so it was Andy Kubert who drew the wedding issue of Scott and Jean. Not Adam Kubert, Andy, his brother. Mm. And uh, Jean's dress looked amazing. And I also remember their first song they danced to was U2's One. Oh, gosh. That's some trivia, bitch. That wasn't an answer to your question, but the answer is yes. It's the exact same say. dress designed by Marc Jacobs. As long as oh. there are no further questions. Yes. I have a question. And Wolverine did a better thing by, like, remember, he left the X-Men, and Sabretooth was part of it as, like, a captive, and he was like, I'll go fuck it up, and then Wolverine stopped Never him, mind. and he's and like, 
Don't do it. Is it Sabertooth true? Sabertooth went, I can't get my hand out of this thing. And Jubilee said, oh, your arm must hurt. Let me I'll open it. I'll give you a hand job. <laughs> it's actually uh, true. Is it, is it true, though, that in the comics, Wolverine was also in the danger room trying on dresses while the wedding was going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This yeah. veil is stupid. God damn it, oh Scott. God. Love me. I need a longer train. <laughs> With the end of MCU TV, I think next up we have the... Oh, going, we're going straight into news. <laughs> oh, Clark is going to say I kind of forgot we had another show. Not, we had zero other shows going on. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to do this news now. News and Did news you know that things are happening at Agatha Co- Covenant of Chaos? Covenant I, of Chaos. I as I you. throw my phone away. Um, <laughs> So, obviously, on? Catherine Hahn's WandaVision spinoff is called Agatha Covenant Chaos, as I said. The first person, we don't know what she's going to fucking be because they haven't said it, but she is the legendary Aubrey Plaza is going to be in there. Yes. As we know, Ooh. she was in Legion playing that fucking freak show. That's right. Um, very excited. But um, she's going to reportedly play the villain. Also joining in what I assume are coven roles are... Ali Ahn and Maria Dizia. Um, Ali Ahn has been in a bunch of TV shows, including Billions, and a regular on the show being D- uh, Dion on Netflix. And um, Dizia has been on multiple seasons. I just said a dozen for each one, even though some of them were nine. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> of Orange is the New Black. She was on for 18 there. And um, Emergence, but that was the nine, and 13 Reasons Why for like 18 also. Yeah. Um, so so many are you excited? Yeah. Are you clearly <laughs> very excited for Avi Plaza? And you're like, yes. okay, those people are also in it. For her to play as a witch is so right. So right against Catherine Hahn, it'll be phenomenal. I, I can see the hats now. I'm yeah. rewatching WandaVision right now, and my God, my God, uh, Agatha is Catherine Hahn is so, so good. fucking good. Yeah. She clearly just stands out even in this rewatch. Like, like she's just like she like steals the scene every fucking time. I can't wait. I mean, Aubrey Plaza has written. A, I think she wrote a kids' book about a witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would go on late night shows dressed as that <laughs> shitty witch oh, character. Oh yeah, I think I'm uh, right. Alpha. Yeah. I, she's perfect for it. It's did, it'll be great. Uh, did you guys ever see that movie where she's like a angry nun that she just yells at everyone? Oh, uh, where that's all nun and bitch <laughs> and like yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Called yeah. Yeah. Business, or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's based on shit. What's his I hope name? she channels just a portion of that. Yeah, She's where so all amazing. the nuns are getting fucked by uh, James Franco. Was it James Franco? Yeah, oh. three of them. Yeah. The language is outrageous. <laughs> it's quite outrageous. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, Decameron, I think, is what it was based on. Anyways, um, another big news. We already talked about this week was weeks ago that there was a mention of the cast breakdown, a fanboy gay and his boyfriend, <laughs> and we assumed it to be Wiccan and Hulkling, and the fanboy gay has been cast with um, Heartstopper's Joe Locke, which is very good, and um, he's not Jewish, so there's a already a mo- moderate backlash on that because uh, Wiccan is Jewish mm-hmm. and also a homosexual. Yes. Um, what do we think? He came out as bisexual this week too, didn't he? No, no that that's why we were talking about that when they cast well, him. Well, we'll bring that up in a minute. What do you <laughs> think of oh God? What do you think of Joe Locke being casted? Have you seen Heartstoppers? I Heartstoppers is fantastic. Yeah. I thought two, it was like, decent. Well, it's like it's a good show. It's like just it brings back the energy of like just young love and especially young gay love that many of us didn't get to experience because everybody had to be closeted and all that sort of shit. But the funniest part is like you watch that fucking show, and I don't know. Someone had mentioned that like it. I I don't I, I couldn't find the confirmation of whether or not the author who did Heartstopper used Hulkling and Wicklin as like the basis for how they were building these characters. But like I literally just sat there fucking watching the show, being these are the two. This is Hulkling and Wiccan. That's all they need. Like, it's not Hulkling. You don't think so? No, not at all. Um, 
I, oh my I god, they're just gonna like upgrade to like a I didn't beefier. really like it. And the reason yeah. I didn't like it is because I liked uh Young Royals so much. Because mm. it had that exam stuff, but also some sort of gravitas in terms of the fact that he's the fucking like air repair oh, completed. It's okay. a really good show. Also, everyone has fucking not pockmarks, but they all have like pimples and all this stuff, and it seems even more real okay. than, than Heartstopper. Interesting, yeah. They just had a second team that came out this week. I think visually he looks great for the role. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, to prepare for me um, emotionally what he would look like, <laughs> I just made, I watched part of Heartstoppers and just replayed the same quotes over and over again faster like he does in the <laughs> comics. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> I will do that, I will do that, I will do that, I will do that. Yeah. On point with that? Exactly, yeah. I hope his powers work like that, It's going to be a weird translation to live action where like be. someone has to just constantly keep screen like you know they'll obviously record it, but like i don't know how well that and they're gonna be like that costume is really gay and they'll go well actually i am gay i hope that's the have out. you seen all the cosplayers wearing me it's great <laughs> wearing him? all uh, right the other thing i want to talk oh yeah sorry brent oh i was just gonna say i i think it'll be great to have elizabeth olsen as a mother um, in real life not, oh, no wait no a monster a, yeah <laughs> <laughs> she also no, likes ice cream no i i think it's a good casting i don't really have a great they'll, they'll, I think they, they seem british i think they're going to chill i think they're going to children's game it with all the young avengers totally that is coming up and make her not a piece of shit anymore oh yeah, though, yeah. right you're totally right all right the one thing i want to say is obvious it's a based on this joe lock stuff with heartstoppers kit connor you know the actor who you were talking about who's playing who you yeah. want to play hulkling was basically forced out of the closet because he had a year of like bullying of the fact that he, according to Messed them, up. wasn't like gay and he was gender um what's baiting the yeah, entire yeah, thing queer baiting, queer baiting, yeah. And queer baiting yeah gender baiting um uh, queer baiting everybody and he finally came out as bisexual and by finally I mean according to them finally well he like literally brought back tw- yeah he'd be like I'll, I'm I'm doing this, and you. I hope you're proud of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like, what a fucking horrible thing to do to like a teenager who's like obviously continuing to experience and explore themselves. Like, what assholes? That's why I'm questioning. Really. In terms of, I mean, we don't do that to the degree we do, but in terms of us, kind of push this narrative of we want all these gay characters to be gay, and we say this all the time. How not how much are we to blame, but how are we adding to this or not adding this? That's a great question. Kayla, how are you to much to blame? No, it's a great question. It, it really is a great question because, I mean, everyone needs to have their own journey in coming out. They shouldn't be forced out of the closet. Um, but yeah, I mean, Clark, you have a really good point that we want queer characters or queer actors playing playing queer, queer, playing characters. queer characters and not the way they're around. So I, I don't know. I, it, I, it's going to make me think. Well, to me, it's the the biggest problem is that we still have obviously. I think, and I can appreciate where what he whether personally or even professionally what him coming out as anything causes. And I, it always goes even back to the casting stuff that we've talked about before on this podcast, which is like, everybody should be able to play every role, but because all of the layers of the world and just reality, we have to get people at all ages and when they're comfortable and ready to be able to come out. But like this type of attack or, you know, like I don't, we want more of that. There is absolutely no reason that fucking people should be banging down people's door to be like, well, why haven't you announced X, Y, Z? Let people do it when they're ready. Especially like, children. Correct. Right. Correct. There's that sliding yeah. scale. I'm like, you know, it's one thing if you're a 40 year old actor and it's like you could be a prominent like queer person of distinguished and like you should have that. Right. But, like let these fucking kids live and yeah. like let them choose what they want and what's going on. Like 
you know, that's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I was right. really upset by that. No, I would agree. I think it's a, there's an age stipulation with that. Like, you can't tell some 16-year-old that you have to fucking come out now. Absolutely. How? Could you imagine being 16 no. and saying you have to come out? It, no, it absolutely. It would have destroyed my life. Correct. Honestly, so, same. Have you seen Degrassi? Yes, of mm-hmm. course. So season two, Adam Ruggiero played uh, Marco, who was a character confused as to what he wanted to be. He was in the closet trying to figure himself out. Yeah. And the actor that time was wanting to come, not wanting to come out, but Could, he was yeah. in the exact same place. And he talks about the fact that like figuring himself out in a like wildly public Mind space, fuck. like in yeah. front of like millions of people was just like not damaging. He's happy yeah. that it helped the yeah. character help him out. It's emotionally stressful. But it was it was such a fucked up thing to Jeez. deal with. Yeah. I mean there's there's a hard part of this, which is that even if you're a young actor, getting into the increasingly high levels of acting does put you in that spotlight. And more of that might be just an indictment about the way that Hollywood uses underage actors uh, for any roles and the way in which the, you know, our media seems to just be fine with it and treat them as if they're fully adults. Right. But like, I think one thing that we as a queer society and society in general just need to appreciate is the normal rule of social media, which is that your individual contribution is a massive wave when everyone is doing it at the same time. Yeah. That mm-hmm. you, at you making your question known like, well, I, I wish he wasn't, I, I hope he's not queer baiting or I, I hope this character is actually, this person's actually queer. Uh, you know, that can add to a huge trend that this person then has to endure that might not be helpful. It's not beneficial to someone to have every single person's comment on it. I really cannot believe that there would be people who would be accusing a teenager of queer. Ba- like it's one thing. It's like again, if you're like you know, I think you of the can't. Harry, the Harry Styles of really? it all, or like these kind of scenarios where it's like people like are trying to feel themselves, they're trying to do all this, and like they're obviously taking you know using culture to kind of play both lines joe jonas for like a while and sean just, mendez right and yeah. it's like and that's all fine too like i'm not <laughs> that, gonna we just want him that's not but I it's like i'm not gonna know what he never said he was hate on these you know like they're just they're fucking doing what everybody else does just like just like the thirst trap photos that gay people do post so gay people will like it too like it's all the same shit just to generate likes and all this stuff but like it's just so weird to me that yeah that would be what people would tell this poor you know teenager my other question is like do the casting directors like figure out ahead of time which one might be gay <laughs> like the 13 reason why is kids mean, like the two main gay characters turn out to be one straight up gay and one queer and then these two obviously are like both uh, queer in the way one I, way or the other i think there's a public eye to it and hollywood is hollywood so we know there's not out actors that are everywhere so mm. that's very much a possibility and like some things are the worst kept secret in hollywood like a tom cruise for example like People know, like, these people are queer, and most are kind of okay with those rumors going on. Some are not. So I think distinguishing between what their opinions on that situation are. Well, and and to, for Kit Connor, like, I'm, I have no idea what's happening behind the scenes offline. I was like, it could be very well that, like, in his private life, he might be easily more communicative and identifying as bisexual, but like he may not have been ready to, for that from a professional oh, stage. He said, that. well, right. That's what I mean. Same. So that's what I mean is like the, the direct, the casting people might know more than most people obviously digest. So then it leads to like, we're trying to, you know, cause yeah, they're yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. within the casting requirements of 
what we think is Joe Joe Log's Wiccan character is like they want actual. I think they were looking for actual actors who identified um, as queer. And I that's, mean, that's I, I think it's out. it's a simple calculation that like if you're a casting director, it's easiest to cast the actor for the character, not the character from the actor. And if you've got whatever traits it are that make it seem like a you've you've got the energy of the closeted yeah. queer person, if you're yeah. bringing that as an actor, then I can I can see that in you as a person, and we'll just utilize that. Because well, why didn't anybody hire me when I was thirteen? <laughs> well, I think you're a terrible actor, <laughs> and, oh. you, and you still are. Uh, I think this is why you uh, when they are casting queer characters who are adolescents, they age them up or the actors are older and they look younger so they feel comfortable who they are in their skin and they've been out or they've come out and then they play younger because they look younger which is why you see you know 25 year olds playing high school students yeah. That's why uh, Young Royals is so good because they're just literally the age. They oh, are. the actual. Yeah, and I gotta check got that a, out. It's then. really good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so another uh, spinoff we were talking about uh, for the uh, for WandaVision is going to be uh, supposedly Paul Bettany is going to be in Vision, which is called Vision Quest, which is named after the West Coast Avengers storyline where Vision loses all emotion and memories, which clearly already happened in WandaVision. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and Vision. We're to deal gaining with it. them. Uh, two things. One, I actually think um, you remember when WandaVision was coming out or before it came out, people speculated it was like Tom King's Vision miniseries, yeah. and it mm-hmm. ended up not being that. It ended up being its own thing. We, we so wildly Sparky, speculated that. We did, Sparky but others was in it. Other, yes, others, <laughs> others did speculate. Um, I think that this could end up becoming more like Tom King's Vision, where Vision creates his own family Ooh. because of what what uh, he went through in Love Westview. Total, well, then you get totally agree. I think that's the path they're going to go down. The thing that got me super excited was. If they do a West Coast Avengers, even if it's a fucking TV show, I would fucking love it. Yeah, bring in Tigra, goddammit. Yes. I bring her in. I feel like you're definitely right, though, because also, who do you get from Tom King's Vision? You get the, what's the daughter's name? Viv. Viv, Viv yeah. Oh, I love like, her. She's another Avenger. one that they can have. A young Avenger slash We have too many yeah. young Avengers. There's, Girl, there's no, be, such, no, there's, no such no, thing. No, no, no. There's going to be 90 in order to, oh, yes, sorry, I screamed that. We got to have 90. Uh, 90 in order to get the children's crusade going. Well, also, going. We're, we're going into young Avengers territory, and then we're also going to champions territory. So there's yeah, two yeah. different teams oh, they will combine it into one. All I right. Think. Anyways, we're so, going. We're going to. We're going to comics in wait, a little bit. Wait, I got one last thing to add. I don't what care. Well, okay. Well, well go, 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 go. So, um, <laughs> pull the parachute. <laughs> so, uh, for the Wonder Man series that is confirmed uh, now, which we talked. Yeah. Oh, we also have Bob Odenkirk that has joined God, the cast. I know. What doing something? <laughs> he will be as a shady lawyer named Saul, probably. probably. And then also we have Evan Peters potentially oh. reprising his role as not Quicksilver. Yeah. Oh, that Ralph, as, uh, as Dick Balls Ralph, or whatever Ralph, his name Ralph, is. Ralph, Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. Oh. Ralph Boner. <laughs> I say erection. I'm just right. reporting the rumors, That sounds y'all. terrible. Yeah, He's Dick also going to be in, in WandaVision as well. I mean, uh, Vision Agatha, Quest. Yeah. Oh, Agent Agatha. of a Shield. He'll be Agatha, Agatha Agent of Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, comic news right before we get into comics. Uh, the May 6, 2023 Free Comic Book Day is going to have Avengers and X-Men that's going to feature a unity team of M, Rogue, Deadpool, Captain America, Quicksilver, Psylocke, and Cyclops' Captain Krakoa for some reason. Oh, Jesus. Four of these were in the original uni- Unity Squad in Uncanny... Um, Avengers. Fuck, Uncanny um, Avengers. Yeah. 
Um, the issue is going to begin with the Fall of X storyline and also include Hickman and Valerio Shiti's undisclosed Ski project. Ski Tees. Go right ahead. What do you think? Um, right. This is just X-Men mutant related and Captain America. So I'm like, what are, what are we doing yeah. here? It's, can we throw in a couple more Avengers? Can we throw in <laughs> Thor or something like that? We've got Quicksilver in there as whatever he is. Quicksilver has been an X-Men and an Avenger. And Deadpool. Fuck them. We have Quicksilver's some, not a mutant right we now. We have some mutant, not, two mutant not Baby, mutants Baby, that's some canon I will never get down with. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. You, <laughs> you want to shoot yourself you, out of that canon. Do you, yeah. do you remember when Rogue and Deadpool was fucked in that un- uncanny I would like X-Men to forget it, but thank you for reminding yeah. me. It's very funny that Rogue is always on this team, and she notoriously hates Avengers. <laughs> she <laughs> does. Others, they're always like, we need something to really bring it together. Well, I mean, This woman that hates all of it. She was introduced in the Avengers, uh, Avengers oh, Annual as a right. villain, and then was part of the Unity Squad, and just kept the entire time just like shitting on Scarlet Witch, calling her the Pretender for good reasons. Don't get me wrong. Hi, Pretender, their, get out of here. Their rivalry was pretty hardcore in that series. Too. Yeah. All right, I've got. Also, a question. Alex was terrible in that series. All right, I have a question. Truly, what have the Avengers done for you lately? For me <laughs> lately. Um. What is that? I mean? don't know. What have the Avengers done? The ev- that's for me lately was going to be the end of it. <laughs> that, was that, it really? I'm yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. Ooh, Iron Man yeah. helped make my the point. Fucking... My point is that they're fucking useless, okay. and yeah, the X Men should take over. Okay, well, um, if we could add in an Avenger to make this more of a well-rounded team and bring Iron in some Man, of that, done. okay. <laughs> well, there we go. We have the answer. The Iron progenitor, <laughs> uh, Monica Rambeau. You dumb fucks. Ooh, yeah, I like that one. Maybe no one's got a problem with that. Yeah. That sounds great. That's a good hit. Tigra, bring back, back Starbrand or. Bring back that weird. No, I don't uh, want Star, Star Brand at all. No, the Star Brand is Bring back that too. guy that turned into a baby from uh, Hickman. Mr. Run. Baby. <laughs> no, we don't need any of that. Oh what do you th- what do you think Hickman's um, secret project? Oh, is? it is the speculation that it is uh, the manifestation of the elders of the universe, like the in betweener, oh, that's cool. chaos uh, uh, order, all them. So I love that very high those concept, weird head which men. would be good. Yeah. Which ama- and he look he loves this fucking cosmic shit. Get those panels, know? baby, give me those instructional expositional pages. But I am not excited <laughs> for this Avenger Squad at all. I don't know. Like it feels like it's been done because, as Clark mentioned, it's the Unity Squad that followed uh, Avengers v X Men. Back ten years ago now, uh, and it just was like, eh, eh, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's gonna be like a one shot, right? It's kind of just like, let's just do it. it to if do it's it. popular, you know, they'll probably eh. try to capitalize on. Yeah, it. it is interesting that M would be on an Avengers team because why does she care? Why the fuck not? Yeah, why doesn't she get a Starlight Citadel yet? <laughs> let's move on to the issues. Our weekly recap of all things X. This week we've got X Men Red number eight, Deadpool number one, and Unlimited X Men Infinity comic number fifty six through fifty nine. X Men number X Men Red number eight, <laughs> Al Ewing and Matabek Musabekov. Abigail Brand's full plan is revealed with the return of former Shi'ar Emperor Vulcan. One of my favorite. Uh, villains of all time is Ozymandias and Watchmen, and Agent Brand is giving me all kinds of Ozymandias oh, realness. She this did issue, it 30 minutes ago. I know I say this about every issue, but this issue, yes, exactly. Uh, this issue gives me, like, this comic gives me so much, and, like, so even nice. though it's away from Morocco, it's away from what happened with Storm's not even in it, nor is the Great Ring. How it's they? everything they're doing with Cable, Thunderbird, Wizkid, uh, and I'm so happy to see Manifold again. Yes. This shit was like, oh my god, Cable figuring out yes. what Brand is up to, the fucking Galactic Council, 
you know, and then like that info page of her plan. <sighs> I fucking came all over my iPad. I'm sorry. It's TMI. Uh, I know uh, a critique of comics. It's that- only TMI if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it euphemistically, it's fine. Fine. He farted on it. <laughs> yeah. I said it literally. Uh, yeah. Brent. I shit all over my iPad. <laughs> Why would I shit all over it? Hell no. Out of excitement. I love that he's just bringing up the most random characters he's written recently, which were a uh, Blackjack O'Hare and uh, Oh my God, that was and the Prince of Powers. Powers. So like why the I fuck like that? Uh, the, so for anyone that thinks that comics can't have a full story for one issue, this is what I want to point them towards. Some yes, of he's some so of good. Oh, he's, God. it's so well thought out. Everything comes together. It is very continuity heavy, and I am okay with it. Let's bring that back to what comics would we fucking love. Make people do their fucking research and like figure it out again. Like. I- I we, think you're we right. We don't need entry points all the time. Let's have more comics that are so well thought out that we're coming for a long time. I love it. There's a, no, I think you're no, you're exactly right. There's a heft and like that's what I admit. And some like the I usually can tell when I'm gonna enjoy a comic, and it's obviously usually from Alan Ewing, but it's like the amount of detail, conversation, and bits and pieces where it doesn't feel sloggish. Yeah. And they don't he like didn't he used info pages correctly. To give you that extra detail, like everything popped for that. And to your point, Caleb, every issue of Red pops, but like, fuck, yes, this was amazing. There are ways that you can write uh, plans that are kind of like prophecies where they've, they've already happened and you say, we predicted that this would happen. Totally, yeah. And it's really boring and terrible. Yeah. And I think that this plan is fabulous. It's a really good plan because it isn't perfect. There are a lot of wavy, uh, you know, squeaky details that you can you can fudge. Uh, not all of them have to work, and there are contingencies. It's really smart, and I think it really when you go back and then reread any of the stuff with Abigail Brand, it's going to be so much more satisfying. Yeah, I, I also the sometimes when we deal with teleporters in comics, we're like, I'll just teleport there. We're done. This was well thought out. The way they had to describe how to get to this location, yeah. the the fact that he had to do his like manifold had to say what his mentality was behind like getting to these places. Yeah, so well thought out and did not weigh the story down. He needed it a piece of Cable's him. thumb in order to <laughs> find his pinky. Yeah, which I have to do as well. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing were the like political. Whatever machinations between the Shi'ar and yeah. the Kree and the Skrull, so which so good. I mean, they've had these battles before. They never had like a full on like triumvirate of the politics between all three. And the fact that Shi'ar were the the ones who sometimes we are supporting were the ones who totally just fucking destroyed yeah. these two um, mm. empires because they wanted to. It control was very it. real politics yeah. on on a galactic scale. It was so so well done. I completely agree, Clark. Uh, two more things. Uh, Got to talk about the arts. I've never seen <gasps> Matabek uh, Mus- Muskabov's art before. Beautiful. Just stunning. I want to mm-hmm. see uh, more of their stuff. Gorgeous, yeah. And we speculate or we know that uh, 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 Amelia Clark is going to be Agent Brand in the upcoming Secret Invasion. As good as she'll be, I will be disappointed because she yeah. won't be as good as what a <laughs> conniving, a manipulative, like phenomenal, like Na- like great character. Name a character. reference to an HBO show that would be like where she doesn't land the ending. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! 
Wow. It's, you need more. Actually, what's funny is you need more of, God, what's her name? Sarah. It's the the woman from Succession. Sarah though. Jessica Parker. No. Sarah, <laughs> yeah. It's like Sarah Schnook. No Succession. Yeah. Oh, uh, playing uh, uh, Siobhan. Like, that's Siobhan. who I yeah. could picture because of Succession being so manipulative, so overly focused. Like, that's who I could picture playing, like, the conniving thing. I love Amelia Clark. I think she'll be generally good as an Abigail Brand, but, like, it takes a specific actress to like nail this fucking kind of like it, ridiculousness. It's, it's not even just the, I mean, the acting will be fine. I think it's the, the plotting and the scripting. Yeah. That they'll will never, never, get, they'll never get to this level. Yeah. If she's doing a thing where she's like looking in the mirror, telling her plan, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, <laughs> baby, no one does that in real life. Well, yeah. Nick, real. I Wouldn't can't so believe fun? you're here. There's a scene where Abigail is writing out her plan in a mirror, but, She's writing out the full infographic plan, so yeah. it's it, it's just smeared lipstick in, all the way in across. lipstick, and then at the end it just says "whore." Yeah, I just thought it was like going to be after swan. she took a shower and the steam was going on. Yeah, she had to write it really quick right before the fingers. steam goes away. Yeah, I wonder, because I, I know they have the plan to take her down. I wonder if they're going to bring in Beast somehow and use. I hope use she, like a shitty like character shit shit. and and like take using him to take her. Down. I hope he gets double crossed because I guess. Well, I don't know. Oh, Be- yeah. Beast yeah, Quest yeah. is happening in Wolverine right now. So this we'll fucked up eyeball. That That's true. Off. So, question for you. So, we always think Orcus is probably the biggest threat to mutants. Do we think Soul and sort of like Brand could be a bigger threat to the overall thing of it all? I guess I'm curious who who is populating soul when Arako is gone that yes i understand the goal to have be a, a geopolitical an intergalactic political force as your own we'll entity but i don't know who is going to be the population yes. yeah that's a great question yeah because uh, uh, like the whole plan is for them for Krakoa to get them back to a menth, like is it humans coming in to or, populate it or maybe maybe mutants that are dissatisfied with the nature of Krakoa? i don't know yeah, it could be like a amalgamation of the two. My well, favorite thing, oh, sorry, oh. about this entire issue, I already said it about something else, was the small section when they talked about Nova, about the one yeah. person yes. who yeah. didn't fall. I was like, that's fucking powerful and awesome. The fact they actually included him, Nova. even though he's cool. a human, and in like the importance of. I love that Iraq. he's you know, there. Yeah. Al Ewing loves Nova yeah, too. Well, he should. <laughs> yeah. the, the better Nova. And also, I love that they're bringing in old characterization of Vulcan. We talked about this early yeah. on when the series started. Garbage yes, monster. To bring that back was so satisfying. I didn't too. expect a Manchurian candidate political thriller out <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's great. It's such a. God damn, it's a good comic. So good. I never want it to end. So Al Ewing, so never leave us. I do really worried of when that's going to finish. Well, it'll be Partisans of Sinister. Remember that. So. Speaking of Angela Lans- Lansbury from two weeks ago, yeah. watch the original Manchurian Candidate. Uh, but this time she it's like my she favorite pl- movie of all time. Watch she the Angela Lansbury. Hey, 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 hey. Save <laughs> best, that for plugs. Best save villain that for plugs I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I f- fantastic She character. played Vulcan in that, right? She did. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Angela played like Angela, like the an- angel, like Thor's sister. I'll tell uh, you who else is a villain. This harrower in Deadpool number one by Alyssa Wong and Martin Kokolo. Deadpool's captured by Harrower, but all she wants, to, all he wants to do is, is another baby. Almost there. Oh, yeah. face. Um, I love this up issue, but I'd love to hear what you guys think. I thought it was great. Um, I was a little worried that like it was going to, we reviewed the last Deadpool number one that came out a few years ago. And I thought it was going to be Can't more like that. that yeah. It wasn't great, but like it's, this is clearly an X book and it's clearly its own thing set within the Marvel universe. Like this, weird bunch of anime-esque like assassins mm-hmm. fucking weird as fuck yeah. get him to like go kill doc ock 
He's part of the plan. They're bringing the symbiotes. Like, all that shit just worked for me. Alyssa Wong is a very good writer. I think yeah. she gets Deadpool's voice. Uh, I also love that Deadpool is attracted to somebody who's non-binary. Yeah, made me very happy. Yeah. I mean, to me, it felt like the Sakaar of comic book, of MCU char- or, or Marvel characters, that, like, there's just this random cavalcade of extras that Deadpool gets to stumble around yeah. through. Yeah. Like, why the fuck is Doc Ock here? I, I did. I laughed really hard. That I'm like, what? Why are they assassinating him? No, what? and it, they didn't explain it. It's no. just they just it's in media res. Just yeah. you gotta yeah. catch up. Like he we don't need shatters it. through the glass, yeah. and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? What is going on? De- he, he was like, Deadpool, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, to me, ever since Gerard Way had his fucked up, you know, mess. Did you see, read yeah. that series yeah, for yeah, Deadpool? Yeah. Deadpool has lost a lot of his weirdness. Yeah. Now he just kind of jokes about his like sexuality all the time, and it's boring the fuck out of me. When Joe Casey did it, and when Fabian Nicieza did it, yeah, it was fun. He did play the sexual stuff, but also he's just like talking about chimichangas, talking yeah. about uh, fucking uh, B. Arthur, all, like all this weird <laughs> stuff of like a simulcro <laughs> B. Arthur. Yeah. And he's totally lost that to the point where he bores the shit out of me now. Even really? in this issue. I don't. I don't. I literally don't care. You didn't even read it. I did. I read it. I'm just. Kidding. And I. Hey, I read it. Didn't. I read it on the um the water taxi between Alexandria and Navy Yard. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? I work out there sometimes. Do you? Okay, well, I we'll really like that yeah. water taxi. You work it's on free. a water taxi. The, wa- yeah. the water taxi. He runs. It's free. It's free right now. I'm the uh, water. But I I work it like I'm uh, on the right at Jaws at Universal Studios. So and I'm anyway, like, guys, what's that out there? Anyways, Deadpool. Uh, anyway, no, real quick. Um, I I like water taxi. <laughs> In conclusion about what no, uh, I really like that Alyssa Wong is writing this because I think a lot of people want to get their hands on Deadpool. It's nice to see a female identifying yeah. person to actually write Deadpool. And a person of color. Ke- yes, exactly. Who, who was it? God damn it. Kelly. Um, Sue DeConnick uh, or Kelly Thompson. Roland Didn't she write the last main run? No, it was, uh, I thought it was, um, God damn it. Kelly Sue? Uh, oh, no, I'm just that, no? No, 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 no. Justin too. We the, one, do- the one I was talking about was uh, Scotty Young wrote it. Oh. Gotcha. Oh, no. That uh, wasn't good. So, that and run. there might have been another series after that, but the Scotty Young one was not. She wrote the one favorite. where it was uh, Elsa Bloodstone and her and he were were kind of almost hooking up on an island with Jeff the, then it might, it was probably Jeff the shark. It was oh, probably yeah. Kelly Thompson who wrote it. They're they're really out of all of uh, villain names, aren't they? The yeah. Harrower. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I like uh, I just like the idea of Deadpool like being an honorary mutant and like being part of X Force, and I think that just works so well for his oh, character. Oh, I agree. Do, was the harrower for you guys giving, right. giving um I'm trying to be poison ivy but with symbiotes? Yeah, well, that's, it was yeah. fascinating to me because it was like it was the <laughs> idea of like I can kind of control plant life, but also I'm into biofission. Every <laughs> every cat based yes villain always has the same sexual energy. Uh, was she cat based? No, she plant? wasn't. But I'm saying that uh, she like white hair. Uh, you know, you think jumps about and <laughs> and then it's just like an antagonist to an antihero. I did. I liked their. They had good. Di- I thought the diet. Yeah, Alyssa Wong write, writes the overall structure really well. I can appreciate to your point that like there's a little bit less fourth wall breaking Clark of like 
in a the vein that isn't just about him being like, ah, I'm mm. fucking crazy. I'll fucking fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think there's just so far you can get with a crazy when it just no, gets tired. right. It's a, a good while. balance. But I, yes. I could agree with Clark that like you want his detachment to include other things beyond just him being get like more back pansexual. To the fundamentals of dead But all right. I mean, the boring but no, but fundamentals. I, but I did really, I did like his ongoing dialogue with Harrower. I thought the, like, just it, it does. I, I also think to the point like they're probably I'm assuming not like there's a, like network notes, but I think more people are probably gravitating towards writing him more like the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, which is probably cutting down on. It's becoming more like what's movie comedy versus what I is just like crazy out there. I don't comics think comedy. I, don't, I, I think Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds character is wildly more interesting. He, than this one. He no, he goes by. The Joe Casey and Fabian, Fabian Nissi, he's the one where he's, Joe you know, Kelly. when he, what did I say? Joe Casey. Yeah, Joe Casey's my best friend. Yeah. Uh, Joe Kelly. Also yeah, a comic The two writer. of them, they, oh yeah, well, there you go. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and wrong. <laughs> um, no, the fact that, remember the time where he passes out in the first one and just sees like fucking unicorns fucking yes. each yeah. other? Yeah. Like sure. that is based yeah, on yeah, yeah, that fair. period of time. And Ryan Riddle's just kind of ignoring this time period. Yeah. Our time period in which we are speaking with. Only comic. two comics this week out fresh, but two good ones. Yes. Now yeah. let's speak on some unlimited infinity comics. Number 56 through 58 by Jason Liu, Jimmy Madrox, and Strong Guy team up for Lessons in Fatherhood in space. How many space casinos are, are out there? That's oh, a lot of space casinos. I, I hate that he's basically just fucking father, nothing else kind of shit. Like, this isn't this comic isn't for us. None of us. Right Who is here it for? It's for people that can reproduce themselves the while also having children. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that these two characters are together, but it didn't seem fresh or didn't pop for me. Yeah, uh, I did like I did like the inclusion of Star Jammers because they mm-hmm. are fun because they're mm-hmm. just like. Uh, these fuckers again. That was great. And the art was really nice. It felt like a very special episode. Not like a special episode, but like a, just a standard like 90s sitcom where they're like, these are the problems we're having and this has been built up. And uh, you know what? Now that we're both angry against this pirate multiple man, I love you. Oh, it's two and a half men and another half and another right. half and another half and another half. <laughs> Am I, I think my main issue is the fact that where's the mother? Why Layla. is Layla Miller not included in any fucking thing she he ever did? Be part of it's the very rest of the frustrating. Yeah, she showed she up like, in oh, his. You, this yeah, did not pass the Bechdel. It, test. Remember the one five page, min, five page, five issue miniseries before Matthew all Rosenberg. this shit going on? Yeah. Where she shows up for, I don't know, eight panels. It's because we didn't read like, that Gambit issue it. number two. She's always like living on a cabin like next to the water or somewhere. It's really frustrating because she, she was a very interesting. Yeah. Okay. She's an interesting she's character. They really just kind of fucking <laughs> shat on. And she's like, I miss Kate Cod or whatever. I yeah. still father I've, figure with a ghost involved. I still I love Peter David's X Factor, but I still feel icky the fact that she was a little girl and then like mm. got aged up and Madrox married her. Yeah, I still yeah, feel yeah, icky yeah. about well, that. Can we talk about the parenting skills of Daddy Summer? that he just starts waving around a gun to point to what direction people are supposed to go in. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen his children? He has never had a good relationship. He's he's a terrible father. Hey, you see where I'm shooting my bullets? Head in that direction. (laughs) I mean, Cyclops is the most well-balanced one, and he's Uh, well-balanced. We got lots of Chode time. To be fair, his best friend's name is Chode. (laughs) To be fair. If we're being reasonable. He he fucks a weird skunk woman all the yeah. time. Yeah. The art was very nice, though. I do like Cute. this art a lot. I like that, yeah. yeah. 
It was Let's fine. talk them a 59, <laughs> the Halloween issue, which oh, came out after spoopsy. our big Halloween spectacular. Alex Pacnadel and Nick Roche, what'd you guys think? Uh, it's a very slight issue. It's like it's a one and done. Uh, it's basically um, it's uh, Doug Ramsey telling a little horror story, and it reminded me very much of an old school Mike Mignola like uh, Hellboy esque story. Yes. Yeah, like that they would do That's for Dark Horse, true. you know, because it's like set in the 19th century. It's about uh, this couple that gets like crash landed on Krakoa, and like the woman dies. The guy has is a mutant, and is sort of feeding off of Krakoa. Uh, I think it was fine, and then it just sort of abruptly ends, and I hated the coda. Uh, uh, yeah. Or I hate, hate lack of imagination, I'm sorry. I didn't care for the coda, but leading up to it, I, I was engaged. I, I wish I, we got more. I don't remember this guy. The, it's, uh, um, they were on a boat. I remember it, it, but I don't remember anything. And then he was it. on an island. And then he made well, some fucking like. My favorite house. part is that you leaned over to Ryan while speaking directly into your microphone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey. Well, I had to whisper it it's, so people knew I said it, hey, but hey, also. <laughs> It's it's also the first time you've actually used the microphone correctly. <laughs> what do you mean? Pulled it away from my face? Yeah, you did. No, you're supposed to be. There is a kind of like, uh, uh, you know, crimson peak type yeah. Victorian mm. horror to it of, oh, it's the first House of X on Krakoa, ooh, which is cute and everything. But to me, the vibe I got was the Twilight Zone that. Yeah. You've got this, you know, oh, I could see the point of this story is kind of like a fun, scary thing. And then at the very end, you know, Rod Sterling is like, it's about racism. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. the, the real enemy is misunderstanding. Yeah. I was like, he, he points to the moon and goes, the real enemy is always out there. It's misunderstanding that, w- that was heavy-handed at it's the end because you're like okay maybe about like protecting the environment uh, yeah. and stuff like that maybe yeah. that no nope it's misunderstanding it is very it's the drag not, queen misunderstanding <laughs> it wasn't just like a twilight zone it was a treehouse of horror parody of a twilight zone episode <laughs> i think it i i thought it was a fun idea i mean i i i was kind of hoping that it'd be more horror stories but i know that it's a limited space for yeah i wish we got more of that that's all I'll say. Yeah. I like. I would like uh, Cipher to just tell him a story about m- so many murders, <laughs> just like a straight up serial <laughs> or, killer. Like, or or it's Cipher too, so he could uh, tell a story. He's like, let me tell you about a dead language. <laughs> I bet you're gonna say dead Ooh. pool. Story <laughs> yeah. about something pre-Sanskrit. Just a yeah. It's so exciting. It's a, it's a dead language. Ooh, <laughs> that's what it sounded like. The dead language. <laughs> it was only oohs and ahs yeah. and screams. As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us get to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, heard, or experienced this week and wanted to share with you, our little homos. I got one. Oh, you got one? Yeah. I uh, went back and listened to an old podcast that was made three years ago by Rachel Maddow called Bagman, and it's about uh, Spiro Agnew and why he actually resigned from office and the circumstances of that. Um, and basically how he worked to obstruct justice and was like a super corrupt guy from day one of office. Even in, Nixon in, was in, like, Ugh, in too corrupt for yeah. me. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, Nixon turned on him because yeah. uh, he thought, well, I'll, I'll, you know, fucking fuck this guy over. That'll surely help me. 
And it certainly did. <laughs> and Nixon got his third term at something something Watchmen. It's a very fun <laughs> podcast. It's it's got seven episodes. They're like twenty minutes what, each. What you, is it called? Bagman, and you can just like listen to it on YouTube. So Spiro Agnew, I think, is the last vice president to resign. Because yes. every other mm-hmm. vice president has served their full term. Yes. It's so old. It was, it was so long ago prior that a vice president resigned that they had to look up how does a vice president resign. Turns out you write a letter to the secretary of state. Oh. Yeah. oh. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's Thank a, it's you got, for the wonderful opportunity. I'm so excited about the next step of my career. But yeah. right now, this is where I have to move on. Well, there's a fun debate that they've got about it. <laughs> Be quiet, quit. All of his uh, lawyers are trying to come up with all these ideas. Uh, about, like, How do you write the resignation letter? Without it. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we, we're coming into cuffing season, as we know. Uh, and um, Do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> no. I have uh, cuffs. No. <laughs> I'm calling it culting season. So I started watching. <laughs> I love cult things, and um, so uh, like a male baby horse. I love. I love it. Like it's like you're running up to the microphone. C O L T. Things to go to. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, but stagecraft. Uh, so so the vow. Uh, which is a documentary about part Nexium, two. the supposed sex cult. Mm-hmm. Um, they just came out with part two, and baby, they're trying to do more, and it's pretty much just the same stuff. Oh, but if you're if you're only going to listen to one cult uh, related documentary, probably don't listen to this one or watch it. But you know, it's yeah. fun. It's a fun watch. Sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyone else got? Uh, what we got? I I will go. I think it's been out for a while, especially on the PC, but. I recently downloaded it was on sale on Switch, Rogue Book. So it's a deck building game, but the kind of like twist for it is that you can you have two characters and you build decks off of both. Um and have just really been enjoying it. I've bought and downloaded this weekend. Um between that and Marvel Snap, you've been I really know, building some decks. Hilariously, it was like I already had something to buy time for my next plug in like two weeks is gonna be Tactics Ogre Reborn. It's like a whole strategy Spoilers. RPG that they remade. Oh. But I was like, I'm playing this one deck builder, but I got by this other deck builder. I'm literally just passing back and forth between my phone and my Switch while sitting on the couch. So download it today. It's very fun. Any couch recommendations? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Radley, which is hilariously enough, had identified because I had dinner with like, this is a really weird plug. So it should have been the plug. Uh, I went, I met recently, it was our friend Danny Malishock had gotten, like, he recently got his PhD, graduated, we met him for, like, drinks or whatever. No, but the funniest part is he goes, quickly! I know. And the funniest part is he goes, Hopefully I'm just expl- a friend of ours, this is a, a friend of ours. Right? No, but that's what it is. He literally goes, because <laughs> it's, it's a really funny time story, I'm just going to finish this, because whatever, he has some no. time. No, he goes, oh, that's so funny, after you, like, I don't know, we had also gotten a Radley couch, and then the funniest part is our friend of the pod, Katie Ozak, get, get also, any funny who part. is also our business manager, Katie Ozak, also our business manager from Lincoln. <laughs> Literally has slept on seventeen people's like houses that all had Radley couches. So if you're out there, Katie Ozog, I hope you're sleeping comfortably on a Radley. <laughs> what was that plug? What on. was that? Hold on, let him. He's gonna get to the funny part. Ooh, <laughs> someone else do Rat- something. Clark, why don't you go? I mean, mine is gonna Radley be the one I've already talked about multiple times. So I'm just Marvel gonna snap. say Young Royals, and I've talked about it already. Fucking watch it. First season is amazing. Second season is amazing. Lots of queer content. People are complaining that the second season is not as queer. And I'm like, it's because the queers have some issues right now. And <laughs> they don't have just a red fucking couch, watch That's it. for sure. They can't. <laughs> but then it is. If I can watch it, it's so fun. It's so good. It's so good. Kayla, you want to plug Radley couches? Or? Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll plug. How about, la- how, about, how about Lazy Boys? Um, 
I'm going to plug, I mentioned it before, I've been rewatching WandaVision, and it holds up. Uh, I will say that. I know it sounds weird. Everybody's watched it. We've reviewed it on podcast. The fact that Marvel started Phase 4 with this experimental fucking show just shows like there is still creativity left in the studio. So people shitting on Phase 4 can go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, WandaVision was great, and there's a lot of other great stuff that's happening. I'm rewatching all of Phase 4 to get ready for Wakanda Forever. I mean, the fact that there are two spinoffs, three spinoffs, Coming basically, with Blah 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 of Madness. Yeah. <laughs> blah 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 of Madness. madness. Uh, d- Doctor Strange Doctor and Multiverse. Str- yeah, 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 that, and when we're dealing so, with Vision, and we're dealing with Agatha. Agatha. The fact that those are all coming out obviously means it was very well. Fun yeah. fact, all the furniture, Bradley couches in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though it took place in the 50s, they just <laughs> yes, shoved those fucking was, couches in. It was Radley furniture all along. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's been our episode. Uh, don't this has been Radley Superior. <laughs> yes, Radley Superior. Uh, rate and review us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Home Superior X. We've got polls and holes and other fun stuff there. Yeah, well, thank, I mean, way to wrap up. What was the name of our new fucking... Preview Review. Thank you to everybody who voted. That's for our trailer park that's no longer (laughs) trailer park. It's Preview Review. Yes, thank you to both the people (laughs) who cast a vote. (laughs) Uh, Second place was pick something else, you idiots. (laughs) Um, What is this? (laughs) Yeah, so you get great polls like that. What should we call our own segments? Uh, You could also follow us on Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. We've been Homo Superior. Listen to part two of part of this episode next week. <laughs> the first part. Where we kill Adam till death do a Parting sentence over. Bye, little Bye. Homo. Bradley Cows. Oopsie, November.